You're listening to Fusion Patrol, a listener-supported podcast. Each week, we take a single episode of a science fiction TV series, movie, or audio and overanalyze it to within an inch of its life. Welcome to the discussion. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fusion Patrol. I'm Eugene. And I'm Simon. And tonight we're looking at the final episode of the era of the 13th Doctor, entitled The Power of the Doctor. And when I say the 13th Doctor, I am talking about Doctor Who, just in case we <laughs> fail to mention that. In case, in case you Seems think self-evident, you know, the TV you know. series with at least 13 Doctors in it. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, casual episodes in a... Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Or uh, ER, probably. Uh, uh, mm-hmm. All right. Uh, episode synopsis. Buckle in, people. Took me a while to write this one, and I hope you enjoy it. The enhanced Time Lord Cybermen are attacking a train in space, carrying some very special cargo. A small child. The Doctor, Yaz, and Dan do some daring do and rescue the train, but fail to stop the Cybermen from taking the child. In 2022, Earth, Tegan and Ace are now working for UNIT. Ace is investigating some missing paintings, while Tegan is investigating missing seismologists. Tegan reports to Ace that she found a present from the Doctor, a Russian nesting doll with a miniature Cyberman doll inside it. Returning Dan to Earth in time for his date, Dan says, Don't bother to pick me up, bye. And then there was but one companion. While Yaz says goodbye to Dan, a Dalek appears in the TARDIS, asking for help and offering a way to destroy the Daleks. In 1916 Russia, we learn that a mysterious second moon has arrived at Earth, and the Master is actually Rasputin, and that he has hypnotized the Tsar and the Tsarina to do his bidding. The TARDIS has traced the missing child back to that very same moon, which is actually a cyber planet with another TARDIS on it. And the child isn't really a child, it's a Kurunks which is just an energy MacGuffin powering the cyber planet. The Cybermen arrive, and the Doctor and Yaz escape back to the TARDIS, just in time for Kate Stewart from Unit to call the Doctor back to Earth for an emergency. The Doctor is not happy at being called in for a few missing paintings and seismologists, is uncomfortable meeting Tegan and Ace, and Yaz is shocked to learn that she's neither the first nor the last of the Doctor's special friends. The Doctor's interest is piqued when she learns that the paintings had all been defaced with the face of the mad monk himself, Rasputin. And it turns out Rasputin looks a lot less like the Fourth Doctor and a whole lot more like the Master. Cybermen, Daleks, the Master... Can't all be a coincidence, can it? The Master delivers a message. He's holding a seismologist convention near Mount Vesuvius. They've all been killed in signature master fashion, of course. And after warning the doctor that today is the day I erase you from existence, they take him prisoner and return him to Unit HQ for imprisonment. Meanwhile, Vinder is also looking for the Karunks and crashes onto the cyber planet. Ace and Tegan stay at Unit HQ to help monitor the master while the doctor and Yaz go to a volcano in Bolivia to meet with the turncoat Dalek. The turncoat is legit, but unfortunately the Daleks were onto him and used him to capture the Doctor. Yaz escapes in the TARDIS. At unit, the doll left behind for Tegan turns out to have been from the Master, not the Doctor. And it is a compressed vehicle for a Cyberman assault force led by a clone of Assad, the lone Cyberman. Assad rescues the Master while the Cybermen capture unit and start converting the soldiers. Kate makes plans for Tegan and Ace to escape the building. In 1916 St. Petersburg, the Master reveals that he's teamed up with both the Cybermen and the Daleks to defeat the Doctor, and now he's going to force her to regenerate into him. Or he's going to regenerate into her. It really makes no difference what's happening at this point. It's all just words on a page. Anywho, the TARDIS has managed to trace the Doctor, and Yaz arrives just in time to see the Master be regenerated into the Doctor. The Master appears to die, and the Doctor has become the Master, and the Master says he's the Doctor, but of course he's really just the Master in ill-fitting clothing. Heading off in his TARDIS, he takes Yaz along as a companion, and he demonstrates his brilliant plan. As the Doctor, he's going to cause lots of mischief and death and ruin the Doctor's legacy. Yaz leaves him stranded on a desolate planet. In the after-regeneration life, the dead Doctor meets previous dead Doctors 1, 5, 6, 7, and 8, and they're all metaphysical about falling off cliffs and unfinished business. 
Aboard the TARDIS, the dead Doctor appears to Yaz in the form of an AI hologram programmed by the Doctor. With the AI hologram Doctor's help, Yaz manages to respond to Vendor's call for help and picks him up. They hatch a plan to unforce regenerate the dead Doctor. Next, Yaz goes and saves Ace from certain death and sends her on a mission to Bolivia. At Unit HQ, Tegan has stayed behind, feeling responsible for letting the Cybermen in. Kate puts in action a plan which sees Tegan try to blow up the building, entombing the Cybermen. Kate surrenders herself as a distraction. The AI hologram in the form of the dead fifth doctor appears to Tegan, and they have a touching moment during which Tegan seems to forget that she's the one that left the doctor and not vice versa. In the Bolivian volcano, Ace meets the AI hologram doctor in the form of the dead seventh doctor, and they have a touching moment talking about Ace's departure that we never saw on screen. Using enhanced Nitro-9, she plans to blow up the Dalek drill, but first bumps into Graham, who is there. Yaz returns to pick up the Master, who pretends to be the Doctor acting like the Master, and takes him back to 1916 Russia, where he decides to launch the volcano attack in 2022, plus kill Yaz. Now the AI hologram Doctor in the form of the imaginary dead fugitive Doctor shows up and fools the Cybermen into recreating the final scene of Blake 7 and killing all the Cybermen. Being Time Lord Cybermen, they begin to regenerate, so Vinder and Yaz force the Master, who pretends to be the Doctor acting like the Master, back into the cabinet, where they use the Cybermen's regeneration powers to unforce regenerate the Master, who pretends to be the Doctor acting like the Master, back into the dead Doctor and reviving the dead Master. Time to sort this mess out. Tegan gets help from the AI hologram in the form of the now not-dead Doctor, but that doesn't know they're no longer a dead doctor, on how to destroy the cyber conversion devices, save Kate, and blow up the building. Ace and Graham's sabotage blows up the Daleks, and the whole gang is now aboard the TARDIS. But not Dan. They return to the cyber planet. The doctor fixes Vendor's ship and sends him away. They use the doctor and the master's TARDIS to move the cyber planet forward to 2022, using its power to turn the erupting volcanoes into steel. Finally, the Doctor convinces the Krooks to destroy the planet and go free, which it starts to do. But the Master shows up and makes the Krooks spin wildly out of control, blasting the Doctor with its planet-destroying power. Yaz rescues the unconscious Doctor. They escape. The Doctor is unconscious for a long time, so Yaz dumps all the others off somewhere so that she can have some alone time with the Doctor. But that will be short-lived. The Doctor is regenerating. The Doctor takes the time to make sure Yaz realizes she's no more special than any of the countless other companions. They have ice cream, and then the Doctor dumps Yaz off too, where she meets up with Graham and Dan on their way to meet up at Companion, a support group for former companions, including Ian, Joe, Tegan, Bell, Ace, Graham, Dan, and Kate. The Doctor heads off for one more sunrise before regenerating, clothes and all, into a noticeably aged 10th Doctor. Everybody! All together now, say it with me. What? 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 The end. Could you say that again? I, I could. It's written down. But uh, <laughs> I might need a break first. <laughs> <laughs> so, Power of the Doctor. What do you think? Well, I had a blast. I absolutely... I had a great time. I think I just wasn't... I don't know. I wasn't expecting a story. I know they build this <laughs> as being... Like, I wasn't either. I wasn't well, expecting this was, a story. This was the 100th anniversary of the BBC, but I just thought that was a pretext for why you're scheduling a Doctor Who special in a year when, you know, we're basically only going to get three episodes. So you've got, yeah, Christmas time, Easter time, and then uh, something. But actually, mm. there was just so much kind of fan-pleasing stuff in here. And I think normally i would normally i would be very kind of there's a, there can be a tendency when a show does that to become very inward looking and for it to become a bit kind of self-indulgent and that's what i expected with the day of the doctor but okay you know again i think this just it it was it was nicely judged it was very nicely judged there were good surprises you know, bit there were bits that I was looking forward to that I knew about, like Ace and Tegan, but there were a whole bunch of things in there that I didn't expect. And uh, yeah, so so from that point of view, it surprised me. It also, and I'll, I'll sort of go into the the details of why, but it also, as a regeneration episode, there there were a lot of things I liked about this, and that's particularly in comparison 
to other regeneration episodes, which certainly in recent years have not been my thing. It it didn't mm-hmm. kind of follow in the footsteps where you know some some of those the way some of those episodes kind of went sort of tonally mm-hmm. and in terms of saying goodbye um and balance of looking backwards and looking forward i i thought i thought the there were things about this that that we can talk about that i i thought it did a lot better there is for all my positivity there is one big thing in this that i thought was very didn't really work or didn't really get explained properly and a couple of little things that I, I wondered about. But overall, my feeling was just, wow, I wasn't expecting to enjoy that anything like as much. Uh, well, <clears throat> I definitely didn't enjoy it as much as you. Um, I will say that it was superior to, we could throw a caveat slightly out here, but but I, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with it and I'll explain why it was superior to anything in the flux or the subsequent Dalek and sea devil specials. So that was a pleasant surprise because honestly, having been made as part of that block of garbage, I am genuinely surprised at how much better this was than I expected. It, it It's I'd not go, better. I'd go, than the, go ahead. Oh, I just wondering what's going to be better. I've got I've got rankings of where this story sits in various kind of categories, but one of them is the ranking of Chibnall episodes. And this, for me, uh-huh. I just I'd go further than that and just say this is the best Chibnall episode, of Doctor Who, for me. Do you mean Chibnall as Chibnall as uh, showrunner or Chibnall as things he's written? I mean written best 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 episode of Doctor Who written by Chibnall. Oh, I'm still gonna have. To... To, I don't know. I'd have to. I'd have to look at that list, but I'm. I'm pretty sure I'd still go with dinosaurs on a spaceship. But uh, it, I, I, in in context, where I said where I, there's one debatable. We both, I think, liked Village of the Angels or the Weeping Angels. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, yeah. But its ending was so awful, non-existent. No, just nothing happened. Okay, uh, it's over, and we can just dispose of this. We're done. Um, which I think I thought was the best, best cliffhanger it. in Who for ages. Yeah, except that the cliffhanger relies on the resolution, which was nothing, and it was all built up for. But nothing. that wasn't in Village Absolutely of the Angels. <laughs> no, but I, you know, it's kind of hard when they've stretched it out over one story to to do that. It's like, well. You've you've built a great little foundation here, and then you absolutely ruined it in the squandering at the end. And yes, that's not in that episode, but that episode becomes utterly inconsequential because of it. And that's that's really the that's really the reason that I don't. But as I say, the actual minute by minute operation of Village of the Angels was was really really good, high above the standard of the Tribunal era, but it got knocked a long way down because of the ending. So therefore I would put this as higher than that because whereas on a minute by minute basis, it's not better, but as a whole, eh, all right, it's, it's, there's definitely some things I would do (laughs) to it. If I were, uh, had a big pair of scissors and uh, perhaps a rewrite gun and, and perhaps, you know, a stamp that said, what really chips? Try again, um, which I could you know stamp on a few places on the on the script. But I was, as I think many people were. I don't know. I, I I'm not spoiler reverse like you are, but I'm not also actively seeking it. I did, was unaware that the previous doctors were showing up. I knew David Tennant was going to show up, but yes, you know, we all knew David Tennant was going to show up because they've been shooting yeah, him and Donna running around Wales or wherever the hell they're shooting at, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for ages, but. I wasn't expecting the I wasn't expecting the previous doctors uh, to yeah, show up. Complete, uh, it was a complete surprise to me, and uh, and, a, and a real delight. I thought it was it was it was done very well, and uh, e- I was even you know when when Bradley turns up first, I was even like I was ready to forgive because I you know I'm not a fan of the recasting. Having, uh... Yeah, having a having a recast. So, but it made sense within the context but then you know to 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 have colin baker suddenly appear was just terrific and i thought mcgann's performance i mean there wasn't much of it but blimey he was really really good 
Was there any was there any logic? Please tell me whether there's any logic <laughs> to the the bit about him not wearing the same clothes or variation of the clothes of the others. I mean, apart from the the throw line, well, I just you know I, I go my own way or something. Like, was that a thing that I'm that the audience was supposed to get, or they just couldn't find the they didn't fit the costume to him in time when they were shooting his scenes or something. <laughs> Like he recorded them sitting somewhere in New York, or I don't know. no, it, it it has to have been deliberate. It has to have been deliberate. But I, I mean, I, I don't think there was any deep significance to it. I quite liked it. I think had that line been Christopher Eccleston, I would have completely understood it because the big deal about Eccleston's costume was basically that it wasn't a costume, wasn't it? Even though it was kind of a costume. Mm-hmm. All right. Um... Yeah, so in the in that respect, it, I wasn't. I don't hate it. I had problems, but I, I didn't. I didn't hate it. But uh, my notes are really uh, disjointed. So uh, <laughs> you feel free. What what points have you got? And all. So, okay. I mean, let's take take a few things. One one of the things since you've just been talking a bit about flux and the and the you know the kind of <clears throat> the immediately preceding episodes of the show and. I came into this with a kind of expectation that, well, I came into the series of specials with, with an expectation that some of the elements of Flux would be resolved within resolved? those specials. And well, wrong there. That, that's because they left some quite sort of big hanging out, including kind of like Dan, because in a way, it of the universe would have made sense to me that you just kind of leave Dan behind at the end of Flux because I was never quite clear why you need why you need him to be honest um and that D- dan at least did get resolved in the sense that you know he got poochied at the start of the episode and that worked for me i mean there were lots of companions in this so we definitely didn't need a spare one and it was done quite nicely um but i mean i just mean in terms of other things i said right kate stewart has to come back and unit have to come back in this because we had all of that kind of unexplained, timey, wimey unit mm, stuff mm-hmm. in Flux. Well, Kate Stewart came back, a unit came back, and there was no explanation of the timey, wimey Flux. You, you, I remember, said that, that there should be something, that, or there would be, I mean, I felt the Bell and Bender story was over, but you said, no, 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 they're definitely going to pick up on that. And They did, but I they mean, didn't. I was, I was avoiding the spoilers, but I knew Vinder was coming back. So I did know that was coming back. And I expected you would be proved right, that that would be some kind of explanation of who the baby was or some nonsense Something. like that. Nope, nope. It was just Vinder coming back. I mean, and why? Quite why did Vinder if... come back? Well, I think they could have because... used Dan for that, for all he, he could have done. But I thought Vinder was a, a better, more enjoyable character. So I thought. For me, that for me, all Did of this, all more of the fact there lines? isn't there isn't lots of continuity, and the fact that you know when they get to the cargo in the train in the cold open, which, by the way, I thought was a fantastic cold open. My instant trains. reaction was, I, well, exactly. But my instant reaction was, the special child is yep. a timeless child. Though I guess it could have been Bell and Vinny's the timeless child, child. but. Um, but but you know, thankfully no, it wasn't <laughs> because well maybe would, it is. I would not have enjoyed it getting all bogged down in that. Hold on, hold on, hold on. maybe it was because think about this. Well, no, One. it wasn't because the showrunner has now it, left. <laughs> it was a crunks, however they pronounced it. But and that was perceived by the doctor to be a child, and Vinder was chasing it because it was perceived to be uh, important. And so maybe Vinder and Bell's child turned out to be a Karunx, and that is it. And that's why he's chasing it. I mean, it could be all sorts of stupid things, but of course they just drop that whole thing like a hot potato and wanna, I have to say one thought did cross my mind. I pictured this scene when, when I saw this cold open, I, I pictured the scene where Chibbers is sitting there in his office and, and somebody comes in and he goes, I got this great idea, a train in space. And the other person looks at him and says, done that mummy on the orient express and for a second he looks crestfallen and he goes oh it's canon then let's go with it <laughs> and off he goes 
but uh, I couldn't see much point of it. <laughs> well, once you've established I mean, there are trains in space, then you can set another story on the train in space. I definitely, yeah. I mean, but I thought the I thought the point of the Murd Orient Express was that it was a it was a like a tourist thing. It was like a a, a, a an experience. Yeah. Like on, this looked to me like a yeah. This looked like yeah. Um, yeah this didn't look like that. This this just this looked a like a passenger train. train. Yeah. Yeah. We have <laughs> those, we have those too. Yeah. 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 But why would you? <laughs> I don't know. It just eh. All right. It, it was it was amusing in Mummy in the Orient Express. Here it was like, yeah, okay, you've gone there. All right, all right, fine. I I I thought everything about the train was was highly enjoyable. You know, doing doing the kind of classic landing on the train roof like yeah, but something you like that episode of, of Firefly Seagal too. Movie. Well, indeed, yes, absolutely, and I enjoyed I enjoyed it in that. And the only the only kind of nit I would pick if I was forced to pick a nit would be that the interior of the train appeared to be the ev- everyone in there could breathe so it had it, it was obviously a sealed environment and when they unsealed the train it didn't depressurize or anything and yet on the outside of the train dan had to wear a a helmet and when it got shot all his air got you know sucked out into the vacuum of space and I couldn't. I just, you know, I can't work out why this is happening, but that's just me. I, you know, it takes time for it to all leak out. So, for example, let's say that there's a yeah, but if the, if there's some sort of force field holding the air in around the train that isn't the physical yeah. shell of the train, of shell of the train, yeah. Why wasn't that force field surrounding Dan and stopping his air from being taken out as well? I didn't. Well, I mean, it, it could be that. it. The the force field could be. And I'm and I'm not just making this up at random, um, because other shows have used it, like Star Trek later versions of Star Trek. When they open the shuttle bay doors, a force field is in place where the shuttle bay doors were. When when they seal a section with a force field, they seal it at the door because that's where the force field emitters can be. So they unseal the train. The force field is where they've opened up the hole in the train, not a big bubble around it. It could okay, be that. that so I'll take you it. pass through the force field when you go in. Um, and, you know, if you had like a seven day supply of air, it would take a while for it to run out through that little hole. So, you know, it just depends. Um, it was, it was, yeah. All right. It was cool. <laughs> I saw the, yeah, I saw the hole in his suit. And I'm like, okay, Dan, you should be worrying about that a lot more than you seem to be. But, well, um, it convinced yeah. him to go home. Quit. And, yeah, so don't bother Quit. to come back. Go go on his date with, I assume, Di, who has what felt like an unfinished story to me from the flux about she obviously being an evil villain in disguise. But, uh, all right, fine. Nope. Another thing jettisoned. Like, I'm not like sure I said, I like three was, quarters but... of the universe being destroyed in the flux. Yeah, I mean that also occurred to me. I thought, is that is, yeah, is that going to get mentioned, especially in a you know in a story with Cybermen and Daleks? But no, this this is a story where nobody bothers to mention that in 1916 there was another moon around the Earth in the future. <laughs> like, okay, yeah, okay. maybe someone would have noticed. You'd think, but no. All right, <laughs> just it, it's it's pretty um pretty fast and loose with any kind of causality or consequences or uh, uh, thought beyond let's put it on the page and act it. Okay, go. And I think that's my biggest complaint. Well, I, I mean, I, I, so in terms of putting it on the page, I thought the, the pacing in this was really good. So it wasn't, it wasn't just that, you know, I enjoyed that pre-title opening sequence, but then actually it sustained it through the whole episode and I also thought the performances were excellent. I mean, some of the best before. I mean, I, for example, Doan, I thought gave his best performance as the master in this. I'm not still not a fan of the crazy master motif, but uh, no, I, well, it, I don't it, think either of us are, especially. But but he wasn't just doing that, and that was one of the things I particularly liked. You know, when he was got up as Rasputin. I mean, a he looked just like Rasputin, but B, that 
the kind of stillness and the the kind of hypnotic force he exerted i will obey you you know i just mm-hmm. thought that was really powerful really nicely done so did the master cause the russian revolution just out of curiosity is 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 he the one that was telling the czar and czarina what to do so that they would piss the people off enough to eventually rise up and slaughter them is, is, well, he'd have were four. we going with that or was that just incidental yeah <laughs> to this story well, so, i mean you'd think they'd too, be right? worried about the moon yeah because that bit about going on vacation if i recall my if i recall my movie nicholas and alexandra uh, that vacation was important in some way that they took and I don't remember why, but I'm, I imagine it was one of those look at them enjoying themselves while we're starving kind of things. But I, 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 don't, I, I, I don't know, I don't but remember. I'm sure Chib, Chibnall was aware of it and deliberately wove it in. I mean, I, I think if I'm completely honest, probably the reason he had the master as Rasputin was so that he could play Ra Ra Rasputin by Boney M. But then possibly you know, it could be a tribute to Tom Baker. It. I think it's a tribute to Tom Baker. Since he didn't get Tom Baker for this. Did did Tom Baker play Rasputin? Played he did in Nicholas and Alexandra. And oh, he was absolutely okay. brilliant at it. I mean, if you ever want to see somebody who looks like a wild eyed monk, those big bulging <laughs> eyes and the oh my I can see why oh, he was yeah. cast. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you haven't seen that film, you should watch it just for just for Tom Baker, because he's good. And also, um gosh, who was uh who do we know that was Nicholas? It wasn't Jeremy Brett. Was it? No, it wasn't Jeremy Brett. It was, um, gosh, it doesn't come to mind, but uh, definitely, <clears throat> definitely worth, uh, worth a watch, despite the fact that it's, I don't know, seven, eight, nine hours long. It, it feels like it. It's a long film. It is a long film. If we're talking about The Master, then I guess we probably ought to talk a bit about The Master's plan, which is kind of where... Ooh, did I hear air quotes? ...complaint comes in. <laughs> I'm well, pretty it, sure I he heard d- he d- he, around the word plan. Yeah. He does, Chibnall does actually lift the, the line, the Master's Dalek plan, which I know I've mentioned to you, but I can't remember whether it was while we were recording a podcast or not, but it was used as a title in one of the... Warmaster box the war sets that they finished. Yeah, with. I've got that one. Yeah, and it and it is a great gag. I mean, it's 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 worth reusing. But yeah, the plan does it qualify as a plan? No, uh, I have questions. Let let me let me let me hit my questions. And since I've got this thing, okay, see if they're my questions. If I'm following, if I'm following what's happening here, I'm not sure that I am. The paintings disappeared from the galleries and were replaced by the paintings with the master's face as Rasputin. And then the museums, noticing that the Mona Lisa no longer looked like the Mona Lisa, took them off display to have them restored. Because they were talking about the missing and then then coming back and Mm -hmm. being restored again. And I wasn't sure whether that was a coincidence that that particular painting had been restored just before the master had done its thing, or whether that was was one follow-up by the other and was it just to get the doctor's attention i think it was i think it was but okay fair enough now the missing seismologists not to get the doctor's attention because i'm sure people go missing all the time and really unit missing seismologists that seems like a job for unit no it doesn't (laughs) no it doesn't (laughs) i'm not even sure the art thing is since they didn't know it was the master but okay the missing seismologist definitely does not seem like a thing. And I feel like there was no explanation for that. Was it just so that nobody would notice that they were drilling into volcanoes? Because seismologists would be looking for that kind of stuff. Or, I don't know, that was kind of, yeah. all right. The Cybermen, they're working with a master because he created this generation of them. Also, he has the Siberium in him. So, you know, fine, they're his henchmen. They do what he tells them because they're his henchmen or it feels like that but the daleks they they've united for a plan to kill the doctor which this isn't exactly a plan to kill the doctor but it sort of is a plan to kill the doctor i don't know but why does this involve drilling because the daleks like drilling it's the dalek invasion of earth i i realized that you could you could hearken back to that 
and say, oh, it's because the Daleks want to drill the core out of the planet and then drive this planet around the ga galaxy. <laughs> Except I think they're far beyond that point now. So plan. why did they want to drill this out? And why was nothing mentioned? Like, oh, yeah, Old they're trying sake. that again. They didn't, they didn't even do that. They didn't say, why, why volcano? Why, why is this the Dalek plan? Why do they want to destroy the Earth? What is the... All right, never mind. It just... Forget it. There's no, there's no logic here. We're just, we're flying on. I, I, so I think, I think there was a reference there to the Dalek invasion of Earth. Very, now, I mean, it's obviously volcanoes and that's a bit different, but just, I don't know. You've got Daleks drilling into the core of the planet and it's, yeah. I, I also yeah. think that, I, I mean, I don't know if this was a reference, but if you're, if you're going to question the, the Daleks, coming together with the master and the cybermen in order to unite against the doctor well that's the pandorica opens yep i don't know if and it's they a had a reference or if it's just recycling an old idea but yeah i think it's just recycling yeah because they got a whole bunch of people for the pandorica open this just yeah but yeah, it didn't yeah, feel yeah. like that's what the daleks plan was right this feels like the daleks plan was something else and they were just riding along because the whole earth volcano thing just didn't the, the fact that they were in 1916 and the fact that they were in 2022 and spanning this thing between the two also made no sense. And I mean, apart from the fact that you get to have Rasputin and you get to have him playing Ra Ra Rasputin by Boom Yeah, no, um, you've got to have you got to have Rasputin. You got to have Unit, and so yeah, we didn't have Unit in 2016. That so we have, we certainly didn't have Kate Stewart in 2016. So in 1916, why didn't? Why did we need to have unit? I mean, why did the master's plan need to have unit? Because oh, it didn't. But because I think he could destroy the Earth unit. in 1916. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. So, okay. Um, let's see uh, now. But 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 force. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I'm just I'm just going to. Oh, are you are you still on the plan? The, quote plan. Yeah. The, the next part is the force regeneration okay. part of the plan. So we're... Well, I was going to say, because because everything that you've hit so far isn't really any of the problems I had with the master's plan. This is this is uh, where I get a bit, I don't think I'm confused, but confused? I think you are, conf I, I think you're not confused. I think you probably were able to accurately follow everything that was put on the screen. I think the problem is what was put on the screen was indeed confused. But okay, forced regeneration, yes. Didn't and and in this episode the master says something like, "Ooh, it was the ultimate punishment of the time lords." Except we know it wasn't because vaporization, aka in the deadly assassin, would be a far more ultimate punishment, and yeah. molecular dispersal, arc of infinity, would be a far more harsh time lord punishment. And he says, and... "I think even the I think they even did that to you, doctor." And it's like, yes. But they weren't going to do that to the doctor. They did it because the doctor tried to get out of being exiled to Earth by saying, well, they knew me on Earth. <laughs> They'll recognize me. So, okay, fine. We'll change your appearance. Whatever. Go. And <laughs> like, like getting it was exiled an to anyway. There was mitigation involved. And I was going to say the other thing, actually, is the master does specifically tell the doctor that she's about to be erased from existence. But wasn't. Yep. Yeah, which which tie, which ties in to which that that kind of coincides with the what we have previously seen about the ultimate punishment of the Time Lords, but not mm -hmm. forced regeneration as seen at the end of the War Games. Yeah, and also they actually did that in the War Games as well. They took the Time Lords and they erased they erased them from existence. Hmm. They did do that. Mm hmm. Um, so yeah, no, the time lords have far worse things than just making your face change, but, but okay. I mean, we might as well go there. The master, all this needed was one more freaking line of dialogue, one more line of dialogue. And I could have bought the stupidity of this plan, but we didn't get that line of dialogue. And that, and this is this, the master seems to for himself in the doctor's body, I don't know, we'll, we'll try to we'll try to go with that. Um, if he had said this is because you have unlimited regenerations, or I'm stealing the rest of your regenerations, or etc. etc. etc., then all of this would made sense because that's all the master has been about for a very long time. Yeah, 
is making sure that the master goes on as the master continuing. But instead, I want to become you so that I can ruin your reputation. It's like, and as many, many people have pointed out online, all he had to do was to make his TARDIS look like a doctor's TARDIS, put on some stupid clothes, run around and tell people, <laughs> I'm a doctor, a Time Lord from Gallifrey, and I'm here to destroy your planet. And, <laughs> and he could have yeah. done this without any of that. And, and we, we, I mean, we know that that would annoy the doctor because it annoyed the doctor when Christopher Biggins did it, but it didn't actually destroy the doctor's reputation or erase him from history it just pissed him off slightly so yeah i mean i th- i think the two the two big questions that i have about this are what does it say about what regeneration means and what regeneration and how how regeneration actually works and then the kind of follow on question from that although actually i think we've probably just answered this is what was the gain for the master what what did he what did he want to achieve by doing this and like you say what we're told is it, it it's a way that he can run around and destroy the, the doctor's reputation, but it's not obvious that he needs to do it for that. And it's also not obvious that that is anything like as serious a form of jeopardy as erasing her from all of, you know, time and time space. And space yeah. Because it, because he wouldn't, he wouldn't be erasing her from time and space. If, even no. if essentially the, the, the doctor's original natural regeneration cycle was ended at that point, Every, you know, the whole of the Doctor's life up to that point is, you know, still there. It's it still there. existed. So yeah. he's not erased her. No, that was just for the trailer. That was that was for the trailers. Well, that line be. was in it there. Put it in the trailer so that we'd think, ooh, this is this is a big one. But I do have, I do have another I mean, thing because I want to I, I want to say that I'm sure we've said this before, but I'm going to say it again because my wife from Taiwan. And I've been going to Taiwan for, wow, 20 plus years. Um, And when I first went there, their English proficiency was a lot worse than it is now, which that is not me busting on them because their English proficiency is far better than my Mandarin proficiency. And, but as a, as a society. So when you would go to night markets and things, you would see t-shirts that had English printed on them that made no sense whatsoever. Now they kind of make sense. I think they run them past somebody who who speaks English and go, uh, does this make sense? No. My wife had a shirt that hurt my brain. I cannot tell you what it said. I cannot, I cannot repeat it. I never wrote it down. I wish I had a picture of it. Because every time I looked at this shirt, it had English words on it. And they were so wrong that they, 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 you could not, as an, a native English speaker, you could not look at this and make any sense of this shirt. It just, it hurt because your brain is trying to force some sort of English logic on it. And there was none. They were random words that were worse than just random words. And I I can't even give you a pretend to come up with one because every time I do, it makes more sense than that shirt did. Okay. And I have always thought that this is probably how it would be if you were trying to understand the plot of a madman. You can't. You're not mad. They're mad. But in television shows, if somebody runs around and they put uh, whipped cream on their head, paint their skin yellow and sit in a pile of broken graham crackers, they say, I'm a lemon pie. And you go, "Okay, I can kind of see that. I mean, it's nuts, but I can kind of see that. So it's really hard to write an insane. I think it's probably really hard to write an insane plot from a madman because it's either can't you can't make sense out of it or you can make sense out of it and the bits that you can make sense out of don't fit with the madman's delusion but i will give this a shot what was the master most upset about in the timeless children can't remember that he and all the time lords were all a little bit of the doctor the timeless child that they owed everything that they had to the doctor and he hated that. And here he has taken that. He has become the embodiment body that is the source of the Time Lords. It's, it's almost like cannibalism, right? He's eating his foe. He's, he's taking back I am the apex from, from the doctor. 
I could kind of see that as be the logical, quote unquote, logical extension of his madness from the timeless children. But again, not a clue to the audience. And if Chibnall is thinking that most of the audience are going to go, well, you know something, let them work it out themselves. I think that was a wrong move. <laughs> but that's that's the best I could come up with. And, and I and I struggled to try to figure out why just why do it this way? <laughs> why not just well, use the Time Lord technology to erase the doctor? Mm. Yes, use the Time Lord technology to erase the Doctor, try and get the Doctor's regen- infinite regeneration cycles. There's a load of stuff that would have worked in that episode in order to create essentially the same jeopardy. You know, it, it, it's all about Yaz then getting her back and the Doctor going on her journey to, you know, refuse to pass the point where she can't come back as, mm-hmm. uh, well, as Jodie Whittaker. So it... I, I guess from the point of view of me thinking there is always there is always an element in the master's plans where he, there there is that kind of genius at work and that there is some purpose and there is some brilliance behind actually executing that purpose rather than just a kind of random, as you say, basically insane and rather erratic um, kind of flailing at the doctor who he's angry with. So I don't like mad. So, I don't like the mad master. I like the cunning, self-serving. But I, I don't know. I still expect to see some cunning in there. But you, but you know, in a way, even even if he is the the cunning and dangerous master, that he could be lying and saying, you know, the, today is the day I'm going to erase you from existence or whatever. But sure. it, just from a dramatic satisfaction point of view, that doesn't it doesn't feel as yeah. satisfying. But you know, okay, hey, whatever. We'll give that a pass and we'll say there could be some reason why the doc, why the master did what he did. To me, in a way, the really big thing in this is the first question. What does it tell us about what regeneration actually is or how regeneration is perceived by the people who have portrayed it and developed it over the years? Because it's, it's, it's a kind of relay race. They've handed the baton on as as they've mm-hmm. gone down and the concept has evolved and not always in ways that I particularly appreciate because there certainly was a time probably up until Christopher Eccleston regenerated into David Tennant where basically regeneration just meant that the doctor was the same person but in a you know a, they they became a completely different physiological entity and it had an effect on their personality. So right. I'm, and, to, and there's quite a lot of interesting stuff about that because, you know, it raises questions about identity and also about morality and your core principles and values. How much are they mm. shaped by your personality? And if your physiology can change and that changes your personality, does that actually change the kind of, the really essential things, you know, thinking about things like values in terms of, of who we are. But the Doctor still has all those memories and still, in a sense, is mm-hmm. is still the same person and is still going to carry on living. And the way the show has sort of evolved to treat regeneration has moved a little bit, in my opinion, away from this. And it's partly a marketing thing where they've... It's commonplace now for fans to refer to the 11th doctor and the 12th doctor and the 13th doctor and they've they've basically that like the the writers on the show they've they've co-opted this kind of marketing concept essentially around the the kind it's a nice way of differentiating the merchandise you're trying to sell to people but mm. but what they've what, done that all what, they, what they have done is they have much more created the sense that these are different characters. These are different characters who happen to kind of exist within a sort of linear timeline. I mean, obviously it's not linear within the kind of temporal universe, but it's one after another, after another, it's a, it's a tag team, you know, tag doctor, whoever you are, you're next. And I, I, I wanted to be around to see what happens next. We are going to be around to see what happens. next. one, yeah, no, because that doctor, right, because that personality is I'm dead. dying. 
yeah. in in modern terms in the show. So, yes. sorry, that's that's just a little bit of background about where I personally see the 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 kind of su- successive writers have having evolved this. I will I go on to, just to, to set this in the context of what this means to the master. But go on. Put... I just want to say that that I hadn't really. Now that you say it, I kind of see that. I, I there definitely is that the time when David Tennant popped up and said, "Yeah, it's just like I die and another guy goes on." Um, you're right. They they are treating them more as dead and not subsumed. And I think, and I'll go there. I think this is has been one of the things that's been least convincing to me is that because of that very clear delineation between one to the next in terms of who you are, the switch to Jodie Whittaker did not have the doctor dealing with this at all. The, 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 the gender swap. It's just like, this is just a different person we call the doctor. And okay, that actually fits with your, your theory. It doesn't fit with, with mine because my think of it in terms of the old regenerations where it is the same person, but they are now in a different circumstances. They're shorter, they're taller, they're, they're, they have a different personality because of the way the neurons flow through their brain, but they never really did much with that in this, I, in, in Whitaker's era, because she just clearly delineated a different person. I don't like, I don't like that new version better. My theory is no, that this either. is, this is the way, you know, the, the way that, regeneration was treated up until tenant became the doctor was much more in in the way you just described it and then subsequently to that it has been treated slightly differently i don't mean that actually it's you know up till tenant becoming the doctor it's always treated in the same way there have always been people writing about it in different ways and goodness me there have been loads of explorations of regeneration what it actually means in the spin-off media and so forth so uh, to to kind of to kind of portray it as being kind of pre-tenant and post-tenant, well, pre-tenant one and post-tenant one, I'll have to say now, is is kind of probably oversimplifying it. But to but it's 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 the distinction that I want to pick up on for the next point that I'm going mm-hmm. to make. Go ahead. So I, the next point that I want to make is that if that if that's what it is, then it, you know if it's if it's like almost a completely separate personality where there is some continuity, that seems to be what Chibnall is extending to say the master is doing in this. He's, if you like, inserting his personality onto that, as it were, almost linear timeline of the doctor's existence. So his, his personality and his, appear, his current appearance become who the doctor is now mm-hmm. but i don't think that works still i i'm still thinking Mm-mm. that pushes it too far because even with this new concept of regeneration being essentially a kind of entirely new personality a, a lifespan of a character who then moves on you do still have all of those memories and they would be mm-hmm. the doctor's memories. They would not be the master's memories. There's no rec- there's no mechanism that we have seen or even gets explained in this where the master takes his memories or even his thoughts and his intentions around his plan to go and dis you know, it it couldn't be that. It all it is is his is his yeah. physiology, physiognomy and a character shaping those memories and those personalities, because I don't think that the idea of what regeneration is has changed that much. I would have very much liked to have seen, and this would have made a a huge difference to this story, air quotes, um, if after the master dressed up in the doctor's outfit, which is obviously just him cosplaying, right? This is because it's clearly the master. Right. It, it, it is, this is the master we have seen who has not changed. They are just now in the doctor's quote unquote body. So then they put on doctor outfit to, to do the cosplay. But what it would have been very good given the circumstances would have been if we had seen that the master actually had changed, that the doctor was changing the master, that, that instead of suddenly going on this 
plan to now start destroying planets to start going, well, maybe that's not the right thing to do. Because, as you say, they should have all the doctor's memories, they should have all the doctor's experiences, should have all of that going all the way back. And it's a regeneration. Things change. So it, they could but have it gone is, there. It, it could have been that the master actually helped go back because it is the doctor, not the master. The master, the doctor would have won again by over mentally overpowering the master inside there which I kind of thought was what was going to happen with all the previous doctors and Jodie Whittaker on the, on the cliff. It's like, well, you're all in there. You're in that body. I think, (laughs) I think your memory's inside that body and you fight to get out, fight, make change, fight to do your thing. But nope, they didn't. So. I, I, I mean, I, I, I agree in a sense that there is potentially interesting thing, things to do with this, but I, I would say two things about it. One is that I think, probably they are more kind of it's more of a psychological drama than suits this episode you know what's fun about this episode doesn't doesn't sit well with it either a psychological drama or indeed a kind of intellectual exploration of the philosophy of mind and the philosophy of identity that would accompany anything like that but i i mean i think the other thing is that in order to do that and probably in order for this not to feel like a big problem even in this episode it is necessary to separate out different parts of what regeneration means and the the reference to the war games doesn't necessarily help because if you look at that what you're saying about forced regeneration is that you can basically choose the face that you're going to get so okay if and this is where i thought it was going if you're going to take that approach then you're you're going to give the doctor the master's current face you know the technology would be capable of doing that so the doctor regenerates into the master's body which would have then given you a a a personality that belongs to the doctor inside the master's body and it wouldn't have been the master at all it would have been the doctor just looking like the master and yeah it would have been Sasha Dewan in the master's costume but fine whatever and I thought it was going to go both ways. I thought it was going to be that classic sci-fi trope of doing a body swap that you would then yeah. also, as a consequence of that, get the master regenerating into the doctor's body, i.e. the master would then become Jodie Whittaker. And the, I mean, there's a reason that's classic sci-fi trope, because if, you've, if a show's been going on long enough and you've had, you know, you've, you've had actors who are w- will kind of ham it up to make that kind of... Yeah, essentially it's cosplaying, but make you know make that really enjoyable. And I think that would have been quite fun to see Jodie Whittaker playing the Master and to see Sasha Dewan playing the Doctor, even though it doesn't seem to kind of really merit anything as dramatic as Time Lord technology, because it's a, basically yeah. a straightforward body swap. You know, they do it in the Avengers with a couple of jump leads, more or less. Yeah. So. You know, there's that. There's so that's taking the physical thing and swapping it. And it would have worked. You know, the master would have then looked like Jodie Whittaker, which would have been a more convincing way than just donning a floppy outfit and going around the u- universe saying "Yoo-hoo, I'm the master." And, uh, sorry, and I'm the had doctor. the doctor's regeneration. Cause, yeah, yeah, because because he would have looked exactly like her, and so he could do all sorts of damage by playing on that already established identity. People know she is the doctor, but no, okay, so they. The, there's there's that element but then like we say there's there's all of this other stuff in terms of exploring not just whether whether the doctor regenerated into the master now has the the doctor's memories but also those core things that i was mentioning earlier about whether those values stay the same so even if there is some sense in which the regeneration kind of imposes some of the personality traits of the master on the doctor that she somehow starts to become a bit evil and i guess this is where you're going with your you know fighting it out inside the doctor's body would though would those values actually conflict would there be a would there be a struggle in which that would have to get resolved and it and it wasn't that either it wasn't that either and so Mm -hmm. in the end that's why i felt confused because it felt like basically you didn't need any of the regeneration stuff. You literally just needed the master to stroll over, nick the doctor's earring and coat and TARDIS, 
and swan off around the universe being her mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it's it's not a it's not a well thought out plan it doesn't feel like a well thought out plan but also it doesn't it doesn't fit with me i mean the master's plan is one yeah. thing but then it doesn't fit with me in terms of what regeneration means in the show and no. I've, tri- I've tried i've tried to explore you know i've got my my kind of preferred interpretation of regeneration which has slightly gone out of fashion sadly i've tried to understand and explain what i think the modern understanding of regeneration is but i'm not sure that even that explains what no. the the kind of understanding was that chibnall has of regeneration in order for this this kind of master plan to have actually happened you know i i i completely agree i don't i don't think this has any i don't think this is any meaningful bearing on what regeneration is like and i think that not only is that bad right but it's it's ridiculously bad in the regeneration episode like of all the places to put this plan don't put it in the episode where you actually have the regeneration. I, I, it's... I'm not sure that I'm not sure that matters so much to me. I mean, obviously, it gets reversed in this, and in a way, I was expecting the kind of reversal to be the mm-hmm. the, trigger, the trigger for that it was the actual. It was going to be yeah. yeah we we it's reversed it, but it's temporary. She can't hold. You know, she's she's undone the the master's plan. But she can't, and so she won't regenerate into the master. But she can't yeah. hold on to her old self. The regeneration that, is that make much more sense, etc., etc. Et well, it would have just it would have given a, a stronger link, I think, between having this as the plot, you know, having something that was centered on regeneration when we've been arguing against it, leading into a, 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 a kind of regeneration for for Jodie Whittaker. If, if we'd had that internal fight between Jodie Whittaker's doctor trying to reimpose themselves upon the, the, the master incarnation, then winning at that battle and reimposing herself would have been the perfect place to go. Well, I've done it long enough to solve the problems, but I can't hold this. It's going to happen naturally now. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I was expecting that. And I was thinking that would be dramatically satisfying as long, as long as, I mean, when you say the kind of internal struggle, I hope it wouldn't be something like Omega a fight on that the cliff in, in um, the third doctor in the third doctor, the three, do I mean the three doctors? I don't yes. Know. I mean, the deadly three assassin. Doctors. They had the matrix fight, um, but yeah, no, I mean the three doctors. I, yeah, no, I, I, I'm not saying what, what that struggle was, but in other words, the, the dead doctors were talking to the, the, the recently dead doctor about, not giving up, not giving in, not not accepting this fate. That is that is mm-hmm. pep talk for you go do something. You you this personality has to go do something to solve this problem. But they didn't. It was the AI hologram that did all that. It was something that was done long ago. Has nothing to do with the words of wisdom that the dead doctors gave to the recently dead doctor. That those were those were cameos that had no bearing on anything at all. Well, point. I don't know, except that that w- that was what meant that she could return. She couldn't do it uh, all maybe. on her own, but it was what made that she, it made it possible for her to return. Um, Didn't she say something the to the effect form. when they said something to the effect of, "Well, if, if they say, well, you haven't gone over, so," and then she says, "Well, in that case, we need a plan or something like that." I, I, those aren't the exact words, but in other words, she said, "Well, then I need to plan something to get back." And that was the end of it. Then the next thing we appear, the AI doctor shows up, which clearly was by its own introductory thing. I was programmed before I died in case someday I die. Therefore, that had nothing to do with the doctor making a plan and that nothing, nothing happened. Yeah, no, I, I agree that I agree that wasn't that wasn't the post that was that that couldn't have been the doctor who we see interacting with her former self doing that because of the, the timeline. She's already. She's already embedded it in Tegan Ace and Yaz by the time she gets forced regenerated. Okay, well, this is a big episode of Doctor Who, and this is a big conversation on Doctor Who. So we're gonna we're gonna cut it off right here, and we'll be back later this week 
with the rest of the conversation uh, on Power of the Doctor. Simon, thank you for joining me. It's a pleasure, as always. Listeners, stay tuned for part two on Fusion Patrol. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed this episode of Fusion Patrol, we hope you'll consider supporting us at patreon.com slash fusion patrol or buymeacoffee.com slash fusion patrol. For our monthly Patreon subscribers, we're currently doing a special series on Season 2 of Babylon 5. There's over a decade of previous episodes available at FusionPatrol.com. Come join the conversation on our website or Twitter. You can also find some of our other works at SoundCloud.com slash FusionPatrol. Our music is Fight the Future by Amberwolf. This has been a Lone Locust production.